The fifteen other students ranged in age from sixteen to forty. Five women were in the group. Everyone was talking when Joe Savage walked in. Lean and muscular, he wore a white T-shirt, khaki shorts, and sneakers. He looked to be in his early forties, Jim thought, but he might be older. He was in such good physical condition that it was hard to tell. The room quieted down as Joe introduced himself. Besides learning to dive, you'll learn the principles of diving in this course, he explained. You'll learn about pressure and its effect on the body. You'll learn about decompression, the bends, and diving medicine. And one of our classes will be devoted to the upkeep and repair of diving equipment. First, we'll pair everyone up with a partner. Your partner, or buddy, will be your constant companion during this course. When you're in the water, you should always swim together. Know where your partner is at all times. That way, you'll always have help if you get into trouble. Any questions? Joe Savage gave the group five minutes to pair up. A man in his mid-thirties had been sitting next to Jim. He leaned over and said, Hi, I'm Bob Snyder. Shall we be partners? Sure, Bob, Jim answered. My name is Jim Barkley. Joe stood before the group. Okay, class, let's get started, he said, pointing to a chart on the wall. Right now, we're all breathing air at atmospheric pressure. That's about 15 pounds per square inch. Every 33 feet of water increases that pressure by another 15 pounds. At a depth of 100 feet, there's almost 60 pounds of pressure on every square inch of your body. Joe spent the next two hours lecturing. As the first class ended, Jim's hand was cramped from taking notes. He wondered when they would get into the pool. Chapter 2. Shark Bait Seven weeks later, the classes were more than half over. Joe Savage had been true to his word. The students had thoroughly studied the effect of pressure on the body. All class members had their own sets of decompression tables. This allowed them to figure safe diving times at various depths. Joe taught them how to share one scuba tank, and he taught them how to clear their masks underwater if they ever filled with water. In one class, the diving tanks were turned off and left at the bottom of the pool. Each student had to dive down to his or her tank, turn on the air, and strap on the tank before surfacing. Joe stressed the importance of rising from great depths very slowly. Since the pool was only ten feet deep, it was difficult to simulate the real thing. But Joe promised that they'd get more practice during the ocean dive. After class one Saturday, a number of students were sitting around talking with their instructor. Joe, did you ever run into sharks when you were diving? Bob Snyder asked. Joe laughed. Oh, yes, a number of times, he answered but only once was I really scared. Tell us about it, Jim said. Well, it happened in waters off the coast of Kauai, one of the Hawaiian islands. An Air Force fighter plane was coming into Kauai for a landing, but something went wrong and it went down in the ocean just 400 yards from land. Even that close to shore, the water was 16 to 17 fathoms deep. One of the women interrupted him. How deep is that, Joe? she asked. A fathom is six feet, so it was about one hundred feet deep there, Joe answered. Anyway, we'd been ordered to recover the plane. 
My ship was at Pearl Harbor, so it took us about ten hours to get to the crash site. We were towing a barge. We anchored as close as we could to the location of the crash, Joe went on, but we couldn't find an oil slick on the water. That's how we could usually tell where a plane went down. Finding the plane was our first job, Joe continued. I put four of my divers into the water along with me. I told them to swim four hundred yards from the ship in four different directions. I went off the stern. The ocean was crystal clear that day. I'll bet we could see seventy-five feet underwater. I dove down thirty or forty feet where I could see the bottom well. Then I started to swim. The group listened intently as Joe's voice grew softer. Five minutes later, I saw the plane on the ocean floor. The strange thing was that it didn't look damaged. In fact, if it hadn't been sitting under one hundred feet of water, it could have been...